Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, 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 thank you
Don't you settle, you can settle me. Good morning, my love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, we thank you, we thank you. Yeah, yeah, I hear y'all tell them to settle here. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, thank you, Father. My shit, we drive out all anxiety today, all fear. We drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that is tried to overwhelm you, everything that is tried to confuse you, everything that is tried to take the place of God in your life, we drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. We cancel every assignment of the enemy that has tried to put apply pressure on you to make you feel like God wasn't with you when God is with you always my God thank you Lord God thank you Lord God thank you Lord God my God Father God please forgive us for trusting ourselves more than we have trusted you Lord we need you we need you we need you we'll need nothing above you so we invite you to invade the spaces in my in our lives in which we've yet to allow you to take over. Mm. I have um, I have such a heart for marriage, um, and my friends will tell you that um, that I have a heart like a heart for marriage like none other. Um, even when they have been in some of the the worst places um, of their marriage. Um, I do not let them bash their husbands. Um, I do not let them beat their husbands up. Um, I don't give them permission to quit on their marriage. Um, I will give them wisdom in some areas. And so today, I want us to stand for marriages. I want us to stand for healing. I want us to stand. I think we've just allowed the divorce rate. Like, we'll just be like, oh, there are high rates of divorce. And we've just kind of seemed to be okay with that. Or my marriage failed, and we just kind of seemed to be okay with that. And I'm not talking, I don't want anybody to take a heavy. I don't want anybody to try to go to the mental space of trying to figure out, well, you know, my marriage failed. No. I want us to stand in faith and agreement in the kingdom and the body that marriages be restored. <laughs> I don't want another marriage to fail. I don't want us to be okay with another marriage failing. And I understand marriages fail for all sorts of reasons. I understand. I understand people not being compatible. I understand adultery happens I understand things happen sometimes that are out of our control but I think also things happen that are in our control and I think we 
we don't position ourselves enough in prayer in marriage because nobody ever taught us to intercede for marriage that way. Nobody ever taught us how important marriage was or even how important of a decision it was for us to get married, right? And so many of us just kind of got married, right? Many of us, maybe the first time around, just kind of got married because we knew it was the right thing to do or we got married because we didn't want to be in sin or, you know, we got married because that was a longing and a desire of us without really counting up the cost of what marriage was. Like without really counting up the cost of what marriage was and the more God reveals to me what marriage is not, <laughs> um, the more it puts me in a position and a place to count up the cost. The more it puts me in a position to in a place for me to begin to pray for my own self, my own my my own heart, um, <laughs> my own decisions, uh, my own weightiness. I really understand, and this is scriptural. Just find the scripture when Paul was like. You, if you can be single, be single, right? And for those of us who have had um, a fantasy, no, don't let me say, yeah, okay. Not, and I'm not saying not that your desire isn't real. I have my own desire for marriage. But for those of us that have had a fantasy type thought process where marriage is concerned, typically even there, even though we say we're praying, we typically tend to leave out God. <laughs> we, we, we typically tend to leave out God. Like we still temp typically tend to create this. Um, I'm looking for a good word. So somebody has it, you can share that. We typically tend to create still this fantasy world where marriage is concerned, right? And I think these are the things that the barriers, the things that the enemy has used. I know for a fact, Satan is not for healthy marriages. I know for a fact, um, say, I'm gonna pray y'all give me a minute. <laughs> say, say, I know for a fact, Satan isn't for, um, the health, the health of a family. Right. And so, um, Patricia said facade, Addie said unrealistic expectations. Um, that's good. That's good. There's a barrier between marriage and God. That's good. Veronica said imaginary. That's, that's good. I remember I read an article one time. Um, I have a, a sociological background. So I remember I read an article one time called The Bride Land. And the theme of the article was being so hyped up about the wedding that we didn't really count the cost of what the marriage was like the idea of saying i'm married the idea of wanting us wanting to be married yeah um and so it has just been it was just on my heart this morning i was praying and i always get on my face before the devotional and the lord just started talking to me about restoration of marriage so first corinthians 7 8 and 9 now to the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry for it. It is better to marry than to burn with passion. Right? So it's better, better to marry to, than to burn with passion. 
I, I truly believe, um, and it's funny, Jess, because Jess sent me a video to watch. I haven't even watched the video, Jess, yet. <laughs> I'm going to watch the video today. I truly believe we have just kind of left marriage to this world's system. And our thought for passion and love has really been confused with lust. Right? And so I think often when we've thought we've loved people, we've lusted people. We've lusted after people. We've coveted certain situations. For me, when I got married, and I got married out of sure obedience, but one of the things that, um, I'm going to say that again, because I think that's important for you to hear in this. I got married out of sheer obedience. My husband and I did not have a fairy tale story. We have been friends for years. We just were in a prayer position, had come back into each other's life, and God started revealing to us that marriage was the story for us. Um, there's so much depth to that. I need to write a whole book on our journey. <laughs> My close, intimate friends know the story between us. And so I don't have this fairy tale love story, right? And for a long time, I was still looking for the fairy tale love story. After my husband died, like I was looking for somebody to sweep me off my feet. And I love love. Like I am a romantic. When I tell you romantic, oh my gosh. If I could build um, you a date for your spouse, I would. Like if I could build you just so much love in your house. I am such like I put flowers beside my bed because... I like to wake up to fresh flowers. I am such a romantic. I'm thematic, I'm dramatic. Like I love all of those things, like all of those things. Um, but I know still where marriage is concerned, um, we have been so um, perverse, right? <laughs> We've been so, we'll get, it's been so perverse. It's been so strange where marriage is concerned. And I think it's because most of us have been taught lust and not love <laughs> um we have not been taught how god orchestrates these things for divine appointments i'm not saying you should not pray for marriage but i think the prayer for us who are single is more that our ways be committed to god come on y'all <laughs> that our ways be committed to god so he can direct our paths, right? And I think if we focus, when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, um, when he focus, when our ways are committed to God, when our ways are committed to God, then that looks different in a marriage. And then we don't put, we don't put the demand on our marriages for what really should be God, right? Um, we don't put the demand on the relationship in the marriage. We're not going to look for marriage to to complete us. That's why when we hear things like, oh, you complete me, right? And I'm not saying that you don't compliment each other. I definitely would teach and tell anybody that marriages often complement each other. But to say a person completes you um gets scary so i wanted to share that this morning that was really on my heart to share we have to make sure that marriage isn't a fantasy we have to make sure 
that we really understand what love is and what lust is and how lust can be a driving force for any relationship, right? We have to understand the level of commitment in marriage. Um, when we're committing to marriage, what we're saying, because God does, once we make the commitment, once we have the covenant, he wants us to honor the covenant. And then the relationship between marriage, the relationship between marriage, right? Should reflect our relationship with God. It shouldn't be that we hold each other to be God, but it should reflect the beauty of our relationship with God, which tells me, which tells me that my relationship with God has to supersede anything and be greater than anything where marriage is concerned. So for those of us that desire marriage, I don't know that we should I don't know that we should seek marriage. I think it starts as a desire in our heart and then we commit our ways to the Lord and then every divine appointment and assignment that God has for us, once our ways are committed to him, once our our path is established by him, then every divine assignment that has to come to us will come to us because of our sensitivity to his voice because his sheep know his voice because on a committed path to him we will hear him saying this way and that way and so for my singles then marriage will happen directly at the right time that it's supposed to and I do not have to force it Woo! <laughs> Woo, okay and I do not have to my God, my God, my God, I feel God restoring some of your broken hearts. I feel God dealing with you, right? I feel God healing you right now, right? And so then I'm not on a, so if I ever find myself as a single first, let me speak this, on a driven path for marriage, I gotta find a marriage, I gotta find a marriage, I gotta find a marriage. One of my friends, um, I love her so much too, like uh, one of my friends um, was sharing with me her path for marriage. Um, how she was kind of led to an online dating situation, how she was about to shut the online dating situation down, and then how God orchestrated and divinely orchestrated her marriage in this online situation. And, and she knows it was God, and he knows it was God, right? They both were like, had just like, forget it, we're not going to do this. This is uncomfortable. This is weird. And then just at the point that she was getting ready to remove her from her situation, her forever love or the person that she would come in contact next, God, God divine, it was like a divine assignment, the divineness, but her ways were being committed to the Lord. She was committing her ways to the Lord. And as she was committing her ways to the Lord, right? then the divine assignment, the alignment brought the marriage. So I hope that helps all of you who are single. Now, for my married folks, <laughs> I know that this is difficult for you when you are in a place and you recognize um, that your marriage needs healing, um, your marriage needs hope. There are barriers in place, especially if one spouse is saved and another spouse is not as saved. But Paul even provides instructions 
of how we win that spouse over. We do not win that spouse over through um, nagging. We do not win that spouse over through complaining. Uh, we do not win that spouse over through begging. Um, we don't. That's, that's not what's going to win. Um, as a matter of fact, you will win your spouse over without a word. Whoa! I'm trying to, you know, like I'm trying to stay settled. Like you will win your spouse over without a word. That's for my men folk too. I don't want y'all to be like, you know, da -da -da. you're going to win your spouse over without a word. Your, your spouse is not going to be won over with words. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Your spouse is not going to be won over with words words and so if you are still trying to convince um even if you are praying um can i say all this witchcraft prayers manipulative prayers prayers in which you're trying to manipulate god to see what you see which is not right either prayers of manipulation um because actually actually our personal prayer time to deal with us and if you have a a spouse with a hardened heart there's something that you can pray over their heart but we don't pray manipulate manipulative prayers at all right we're going to we win our spouses over with the heart first peter 3 and 1 says likewise ye wives being subject to your own husbands that if any obey not the word they also may be won without the word by the conduct of their wives right they're going to be won over by your conduct more than anything else, right? So if they do not obey, obey the word, of, they're going to be won over by your fervency. They're going to be won over by your devotion. They're going to be won over by your love for God. They're going to be won over by your faithfulness to God. They're going to be won over by your commitment to God. They're going to be won over by your, cause see God ain't no nagging God. So if I'm nagging you, if I'm trying to convince you, if I'm trying to, you don't understand, you don't get my feelings. Can I tell you something? Most of the time you don't understand, get your own feelings. I'm just being real, right? You don't really understand your own stuff. You don't even really understand the nature of who you are. And realistically, if we understood that, then we know and we knew what the word says, right? Then when we wouldn't even spend time ever trying to win them over through words or even trying to press the word of God over them. Because if they're not, uh, I think we, we hope that they will break under the word. Thank you for that, T. Thank you for that. I think we hope that they will break under the word, that the word is going to break them, that if we pour out more scripture, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We send them more devotionals and we invite them to church 30 times. They're not. I need to tell you the story of my friend and then we're going to pray for marriages and then I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures God gave me for us to personally chew on and then we're going to get out of here. One of my friends told me, and this story has been just the most ultimate story for me where marriage is concerned and I feel the transforming power of the word, right? Um, like, uh, 
So her, their their parents were married. Um, their parents were not saved when they got married, um, or not that saved, I think. And um, their mother started going to church. Their father was drinking at the time. Their mother had started going to church, and um, she rededicates or gets saved and commits her life to the Lord. And so every Sunday she gets up and goes to church, and every Sunday her husband asks her, you know, where are you going? She said, I'm going to church. She said, you want to go? No. Um, for, at first, initially, she talks to him about joining her. And every time she asks, he gets more and more frustrated. To the point, he told me his daddy shot over his mother's head one time. Um, and so she gets more and more frustrated. Finally, she gets completely silent. And as she gets completely silent, right, um... And she gets completely silent and she just keeps falling more and more in love with God. One day she comes back home and as she comes back home, her husband is sitting on the edge of the bed with the word of God in his hand and she is crying. He is crying. From that moment forth, he never took another drink. From that, And when I met this man, he was the most gentle man I had ever seen. I could not even believe um, that he had been anything that his, that that my friend had ever described, I could feel goodness oozing out of this man. So she did not win him over with words. She did not win him over with pleading. She did not win him over with begging. Now, for my single people, I need to go back to this, and then we're going to pray for marriage again. We're going to pray for restoration for marriage. Um, just posted a very important scripture, Ezekiel 36, 26. And I really think it's important for us to pray that scripture more for our own heart than it is for anyone else. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and I will give you a tender, responsive heart. Um, when I understand the word working in me, I will not, um, position myself ever to bully somebody in the word and I had to buy this lesson okay so I'm not telling you something I'm telling you something I had to buy I almost lost and I'm gonna say this because I really believe this in my heart I almost lost my relationship with my adult children because I did not get this lesson I was trying to so hard <clears throat> prevent them from going down paths that I had gone down that I was trying to convince them how holiness and all this other stuff. And it almost jeopardized us from being in fellowship and relationship with each other, right? Now as God is restoring us and rebuilding us, it is so beautiful, right? It is so beautiful. Not perfect. Not that their ways are perfect. But just understanding the relationship that God desires to have. And for us to be in fellowship with our friends and our loved ones, okay? So, now, for my single people who are single. I'm going to say this, as you are preparing for marriage, as God is preparing your heart, as he is guiding you, and as you are committing more of yourself to the God, to God, can I share this with you and be honest? If you're still so focused on the marriage hasn't happened yet, then all your ways aren't established yet, and you, you need to spend more time establishing your ways. My single women... We have this thing that will say stuff like broken crayons, steel color, 
right? Or, you know, um, oh, you know, I'm, I just, I can work with it. I don't believe that God calls us. It's not saying when you and your spouse are not together, you will not grow, you will not develop. Your spouse is going to awaken. When your God, when it's a God thing, your spouse is going to awaken something in you and pull you into something greater. That's male or female. I know this because I live this. I know this because absolutely, I, I did not, I would not be here if it had not been for my husband. Um, so I cannot wait to see what happens with my next husband because I know he's going to pull, awaken something deep in me that I can't recognize in myself, right? So it is best for you to understand his relationship with Christ and watch his patterns, not what he says to you. It is so important to you that you understand and see who he is in Christ. See where he is in God because his love for you should be like Christ loves the church, right? Fellas, you need to see what kind of honor is in her, how she honors people around her. You need to look for an honorable woman who honors family, who honors herself. You're looking for honor in her. You're looking for her relationship with God. You're looking for how she, she, um, thank you, Veronica. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. You just, oh, that just sent chills over me. You're looking for honor in her. You're looking for honor. You're looking for how she honors God. You're looking for how she spends her time. You're looking for how much she really loves God. You're looking. You're gonna, those are the things you're going to look for. You're going to look for those things. My single women, you're going to look for his love for Christ, not his, a church, his attendance in church. See, I made that mistake before. Because we just um, we acknowledge somebody acknowledges God, somebody go to church, they watch some online things. You're looking for his commitment, you're looking for dedication, you're looking for wholeness, you're looking for healing, you're looking for his response to the word in the seasons in his life. That's why you're not in a rush. Now let me say this in divine appointments and assignments, and we're gonna pray. In divine appointments and assignments. We're not um, looking for, um, when we're looking for commitment, this is not words. We spend so much time looking for words and not enough time inspecting fruit. <laughs> we're not looking for how the patience, the love. Now in divine assignments, and I'm not going to tell you how soon. I'm not finna, some people say date a year. Some people say date two years. I'm going to tell you to leave that on the Lord, right? My husband and I were married in four months right? We were married in four months. Some other divine relationships I know happened. They were married in nine months. So, and I'm not telling you, but I'm going to tell you to watch the seasons. I'm going to tell you to inspect the fruit. I'm going to tell you, but God will reveal himself so strong when you commit your works and your paths to him. When you decide that you're going to involve him in absolutely everything. So as we are praying for restoration for marriages because that is on my heart so deep I'm over failing marriages there will be no more failing marriages in the kingdom we're gonna see marriages um can I say that? and if you have, if you have ever been involved in somebody else's marriage right like we not finna blame we just saying if you've ever been involved in somebody else's marriage you've ever been involved in an affair 
just go ahead and repent for that. If you've been in any ungodly marriages, right? This is for my single married folks or whatever. Because we got to deal with the fruit of the things that may be leaving a door open to Satan, right? If you've been ever involved in marriage and you may have never really thought to repent for the adultery, go ahead and repent for the adultery. Um, in your singleness, if you've been involved in any marriage that has not been holy, um, you need to go on and repent for that as well. And if you're still struggling with that relationship, especially is if, if there's been soul ties, if there's been sex, because sex does do something, does soul tie souls, sex does bridge, sex was created to create a harmony between you and your spouse, sex was for procreation. I can go and get into a whole gospel for the grown and sexy, especially if you're single and there's been sex involved then the pull, the weight to get out of the relationship will be heavier for you, right? And so since the pull and the weight to get out of the relationship is heavier for you, you need to start that out with uh, repent first. You need to repent of that. Even though um, you may not have a conviction that that's wrong, then ask the Lord to show you where the sex outside of marriage is wrong. Ask the Lord, Lord, convict me and show me where the sex outside are wrong because many of us struggle with sex outside of marriage because nobody ever taught us sex outside of marriage was wrong nobody really ever taught us that people just taught us we could have sex outside of marriage and repent right nobody ever taught us that we were defaming our body right just find the scripture our body is the temple of the holy spirit when your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you recognize that then you will begin to orchestrate your body differently I use that for food I use that for anything this is my body is the <laughs> this is this belongs to the Holy Spirit so as this belongs to the the Holy Spirit as this belongs to the Holy Spirit then um, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. I don't want to defame you. I don't want anything that's going to come in between, between us. I need a conviction here because of that. apparently if I'm still struggling with this, I'm not convicted by it. Because once conviction comes in, even if it doesn't immediately, it will begin to leave your life because that's the goal. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. The more words you get in you, the more things that begin to happen in your life when conviction comes in. The, the more the word filters this process out, the more you realize how important it is to honor your relationship with God. You want to live, live this lifestyle. Same for adultery. Um, even if your marriage, things have been introduced. Can I say this, Holy Spirit? Like pornography. Um, those things are not healthy for your marriage. Those things are not healthy for your single self. Those things are not good. There's a spirit attached with those things. Anything that's coming between your marriage, let's start out with a repent. Can I also give you this? If it has been in your bloodline and your generation, right? If it has been in your bloodline and your generation, let's repent for the bloodline and the generation. If you know your bloodline has had a history of promiscuity, if you know your bloodline has had a history of adultery, if you know your bloodline has had a history of divorce, let's go on and repent for those as well because they may not have known, but we are bloodline breakers. We are generational breakers, right? We are the ones that get to stop it at the line here. And we can go back and repent. 
And if you don't think that things affect us generationally, they're due. And there's scripture to back that up. There's a scripture where God, we were just reading it in Exodus, where he says what they've done is going to infect their generations. Their sins will affect their generations. So Jesus was the blood, the blood curse, but we still have to walk in the knowledge and the information. Yeah, Teresa, thank you. Open marriages are not of God, right? Those things are not, those things are not of God, right? And so we got to begin to recognize whatever was in our bloodline, whatever the cause was, whatever the case, whatever it is. And we're going to also repent for our generations so we can break up and disturb that in the spirit realm so that if we walk into marriage, we can have healthy whole marriages. The season for dysfunction in the Christian community and the church community, the season for that has ended right now in the name of Jesus. The season for that um, is disturbed right now in the name of Jesus. Like all of that ends right now in the name of Jesus. That is not going to be our truth any longer. And we are taking a stance for this. And for my singles, who have not yet married, you're going to put your hope and trust. So let me give you the two scriptures we're going to stand on um, for this. I have two scriptures, and we're going to use these scriptures maybe a couple times in different ways this week, right? We're going to, we're going to use these away. We're going to use these a couple times. We're going over Proverbs 6, 16, and we're going to go to the third. Let me back it up to the second verse. It says, all the ways of man are clean and innocent in his own eyes. And he may see nothing wrong with his actions. Whoa, my God. That's so, whoa, dee, 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 dee. that's the eye open. All the ways a man are clean and innocent in his own eyes. And he may see nothing wrong in his actions. Nothing, you may not see nothing wrong with your ways. You may see nothing wrong with the things that you've done. You may see nothing wrong with the things that have happened in your life, right? So, but the Lord, <laughs> The Lord weighs and examines the motives and intents of the heart. Come on and say, come on, come on, write it out. Write it in your notes today. Write it on the screen. Lord, examine my heart in regards to marriage. Lord, examine my heart in regards to my singleness. Just go on and ask him, Lord, I need you to examine my heart. I need you to examine my heart. I need you to examine my heart heart examine my heart i need you to i need you to examine my heart i don't need to be the person continuously examining my heart i don't need to be the person um saying oh i know this is good with you i don't need to be the person hiding from you assuming this is good with you no lord i need you to examine my heart on this i need you to examine because my ways might not be your ways first samuel 16 and 7 says but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Lord, I need you to examine my heart in regards to my marriage. I need you to examine my heart in regards to my relationships and my singleness. Um, Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and active, full of power, making it operative 
energizing and effective. So when I invite God in and I say to him, Lord, examine my heart where my marriage is concerned. Lord, examine my heart where my singleness is concerned. Then what I just invited was the word to come in to be operative, to be energizing, and to be effective. And then this is what the word is going to do in my heart where my singleness is concerned and where marriage is concerned. It's going to be, become sharp. <laughs> and then it's going to begin to cut up anything around me, anything that's been dividing my soul and spirit, anything that's been keeping me from being complete, anything that's in the deepness of my belief system, anything that's deeply rooted, it's going to expose, it's going to judge my thoughts and the intentions of my heart. That's what happens when I start committing my ways to the Lord. When I say this, I'm asking the Lord, I'm inviting the Lord in. Look, I need you to come in to judge my heart on this situation because my heart, my heart, can I tell you something? The desire in my heart might be clouding my judgment. I gotta get ready to wrap this up. <laughs> the desire in my heart might be clouding my judgment. Um, the desire, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The desire in my heart could be potentially clouding my judgment. The desire in my heart for my marriage to be a specific way could be clouding my judgment. Um, the desire in my heart to be married could be clouding my judgment. So if the Lord examines, Lord, I need you to examine my heart, right? And then this is the next part of it. Okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. That's it. We'll go to the next part. This is the next part of it. Then I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Commit my works. You know we ain't got no time for this. I'm going to commit my works to the Lord. I'm going to commit my works. I'm going to commit my ways to the Lord. When I commit my ways and my works to the Lord, what I'm saying is I'm submitting, submitting my ways. I'm submitting my ways. I'm submitting my ways. I'm submitting my ways. And I'm going to trust him that his ways are better than my ways. Skip over to Isaiah for a sec. He says, my ways are not your ways. My standard is not your standard. I'm going to give you another word for it. My ways, just find that scripture, please. My ways are not your ways. My, your, my standard is not your standard. So my standard for love, my standard for relationships, my standard for your singleness our ways, he said, as a matter of fact, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My, my stuff going to be higher. My thoughts, my standards are going to be higher than yours. My ways are going to be higher than yours. My way of handling your marriage, my way of handling your singleness, all of this is going to be. So third verse, I'm going to commit my works to the Lord, submit and trust him. And then guess what's going to happen? Guess what's getting ready to transform? When I commit my marriage to him, when I commit my works to him, there it is, Isaiah 55 and 8, right? When I commit my works to him, when I commit my marriage to him, when I commit my singleness to him, then guess what's getting ready to start happening? Then the plans will succeed if you respond to his will and his guidance. This is the fourth verse that I think we leave out all the time. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose. The Lord has made everything to, for his own 
purpose. Your marriage has got to be for its own purpose. Your singleness has got to be for its own purpose. Well, if I spend time in my singleness and all I spend time thinking about is how much I hate being single, that's not for his own purpose. If I spend time in my marriage and all I spend time thinking about is how my marriage isn't the way that I want my marriage to be, that's not for his own purpose. It's not for his own purpose. So now we're about to pray as we've established everything in the word. <laughs> now we get ready to pray. Happy birthday, John Elmore. I saw that drop. Happy 60th birthday, Aunt John Elmore. Um, my God. Thank you, Lord God. Um, so at, no, I hear you. <laughs> as we commit our ways to him, as we're committing our ways to him, as the Holy Spirit is leading us in this season in our life, now we can pray, right? Right? Now we can pray. Now, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word on marriage this morning. We thank you for your word on our singleness this morning. We thank you, Father God, that we drive out all deception, all lies we've believed right now in the name of Jesus where marriage and singleness is concerned. Father God, we repent my God, for ungodly expectations. We repent for not committing our marriage and our singleness to you. Father God, we repent for bringing anything unholy into our marriages. Father God, we repent, Father God, for our bloodline, for adultery, for promiscuity, my God, for sexual immorality. Father God, we repent for bringing this world's standards into our marriage, Father God. We repent, Father God, for um, being led by lust, Father God. Lord God, you said in your word, if your people call by your name, will humble, yourself, humble themselves and pray that you would begin and seek your face, that you would begin to heal our land. So, Father God, we're seeking your face so you can heal our land. We're seeking your face so you can heal our land. We're seeking your face so you can heal our marriages. We're seeking your face so you can strengthen us in our singleness. We're seeking your face, Lord God. We're committing our marriages to you this morning. We're committing singleness to you this morning. My God. My God, we're committing the dysfunction to you this morning. My God, and we decree and declare peace. We decree and declare wholeness. We decree and declare a sound mind. We decree and declare we will not be given over to lust. We decree and declare that our eyes are open and enlightened to what you have said about marriage. That our eyes are open and enlightened to what you've spoken over us in our singleness, and even those of us that are widowed. My God, we thank you, Father God, for restoring our broken hearts and healing our broken hearts. My God, even those that have broken hearts in marriages, we thank you, Father God, for healing and restoring broken hearts in marriages. We thank you, Father God, that love and trust is being built and restored and it's being built and restored at the altar we thank you father god that the women will not and even the men will not try 
to be one when their spouse is over in the word, but they will have a lifestyle that is worthy to who you called them to be. We drive out anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. My God, we will not be anxious in our marriage and we will not be anxious in our singleness. We thank you, Father God, that you have heard our request. We thank you, Father God, that you're going to bless even our mess. We thank you, Father God, that our marriages and our homes are being saturated in your presence and that even in your singleness, we are saturated in your presence. And I thank you, Father God, that in singleness, our single folks won't just entertain anything, that we are spending time in our singleness getting healed, getting healthy, and getting whole. We thank you, Father God, for your word is true, and it is dividing anything in our soul between soul and spirit that is not like you. Reveal yourself strong in our lives, Daddy God. Overwhelm us with the truth to your, of your, in your word, Lord God. Let peace be our umpire. Whoa! Let me say that again. Let peace be our umpire. In Jesus' name, amen. My God. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so faithful to us. God is so faithful to us. God is so good to us. My God, do you know what kind of strength is getting ready to come to your marriage? Do you know what kind of strength is getting ready to come to you in your singleness? Because you committed your works your ways, your marriage, your relationship, your singleness to the Lord? Do you know what kind of strength is about to come to you? When you commit, when you, the Lord has an established plan. So when you commit your, that marriage, your relationship to the Lord, your singleness to the Lord, then he can establish the very best for you. He can bring you to new heights and new levels. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, this is such a refreshing. Lord God, we receive your refreshing and your restoration today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, two things. Two things. If um, hmm, if you have never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is the moment. Okay, reverse. <laughs> if the Lord places on your heart to plant a seed, to sow, to give, Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can sew there, or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J Ministry, not Ministries, Ministry with a Y. You can give there if God places on your heart to partner with this ministry. Father God, we thank you for giving seed to the sower. We thank you, Father God, that more fruit abound to their count. We thank you, Father God, for the open heaven over their lives for their giving in Jesus name. Amen. For every partner represented here today, we thank you for the open heaven over their lives in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is the time that we need to make this commitment so that that our works, our ways are established, right? We want our works, our ways to be established. This is the time to commit that so our works, ways and established. Ooh, so I need you to just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, mm, 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 mm. I am a sinner. I know I have sinned against you. I am sorry for my sins. 
I ask you to come into my heart, take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. John 6 and 37, God promises him that cometh unto me, I will no way cast out. Romans 10 and 13, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you just prayed that prayer, guess what? You're saved. Send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and I would love, love, love to send you some materials and some devotion. Hey, we just released Pillow Talk Team. If um, partners get a special discount, if you want your team to experience a Pillow Talk, um, go get them registered. Um, it's going to come with a whole little swag pack for them. We're going to spend four hours on a Saturday. And I'm just going to spend time talking to them and unlocking them. Um, we're going to cover all kinds of things. I put some of the topics on the website that we'll go through. I got my fit, fitness guru that's going to come in and talk to them about managing their body at their age. We're going to talk to them about purity. We're going to talk to them about peer pressure. We're going to process this out with them. This is not, this is like going to be a conference. It's going to be like an online conference. There's going to be sections. This is going to be things to bring them more into the fullness of who they are. It's going to be very transparent and very real. real. So I'm just letting you know that. Go get them registered. Registration ends March 13th. We have limited spaces. It is online because I want COVID numbers to go down just a little bit further before I do anything in person. So go get them registered so that they can get locked in for that. I love y'all so much. Also, my ladies who did Pillow Talk with me in January, look for your email. I want to do something special for you guys because we didn't get to do our groups. So I'm going to send you an email out and we might do a special, a couple special hours for groups. I love you. God loves you. Hey, do not forget Feed the Streets. We still got free Feed the Streets coming up in March. Um, do not forget Ladies Bible Study. Those of you in finance, you get caught up on your homework. Do not get divine. God is doing something dope for us and finance you and then remember we're committed to prayer i love you god loves you this was so refreshing today this was so refreshing today this was so refreshing today i feel revival breaking out so go 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 i thank you lord for this ministry i thank you for what you're doing on this devotion i thank you for every one of us let me speak the priestly blessing over you um and you just receive that may the lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And that you take your rest that God has everything, 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 everything in store for you. Go share this. You, you know, every marriage needs this today. Every single person needs this today. This, this was necessary today. Every person, see, we have to heal the things in our soul so that we can bear the fruit. <laughs> Those are the dead things that are keeping us from bearing the fruit. So every marriage person, married person needs this today, and every single person needs this today. And ladies, I will see y'all at 714. I love y'all so much. God loves you. So every married and single person needs the devotional day. Go watch it. Go share. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love you. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. Now go be loved today. Love is an action word. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the I keep hearing that in.
Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.